What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, everyone, and congratulations. You are back with District Baseball, and I know I say this a lot, but we have an absolutely jam-packed episode for you today. Not only is ranking season continuing uh, with this episode, we are covering two positions today, a little buy one, get one action, two-for-one deal, as we are tackling middle infield. We're going second base and shortstop today. Um, I will preface this by saying we're not going to be touching on any of the other news that'll probably be covered in another episode just for time constraints. Uh, but the Orioles were sold that obviously affects the Nats in, in some regard. Um, be sure to check out district on deck, uh, district on deck for my latest thoughts on that. Uh, we'll touch on some of the free agent signings and the, the, guy, the free agents that are left later on, but today is just rankings and we have two positions to get to. So I'm very excited to do so. Trey, what's going on, my friend. Nick, we are we're jamming it all together for the middle infield, shortstop, second Absolutely. base. Absolutely, let's go. They are two of the, my favorite positions on the diamond. Two of the most important positions on the diamond, in my opinion. Yep. And, and I think, yeah. What you got? I, I was just gonna say, like for the first time, while I'm in the business of prefacing things, it feels like for the first time since we've been doing these rankings, even before we were doing them, it was kind of just understood that the shortstop talent was just like so deep. And now, look like doing these ranking, rankings, especially both in the same episode, I am much more like invested in the second base depth than I am the shortstop depth. Well, I the, tell the, you the what, depth and I at I second base is insane. Yeah, I mentioned to you that it was tough to rank yeah. second baseman after the top five, top five or top seven, pretty standard, you know, pretty pretty standard. But I mean, yeah, depth wise, it's tough. There's some guys uh, that that we had to leave off that are definitely probably deserving of, of getting some recognition. Um, and yeah, sh- shortstop was easier to rank this year. It, it was, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, both these positions are super important. Um, so we're going to be going through our one through five choices for each and then giving you uh, our six through 10 kind of all together. Uh, so we'll start with second base um, and I guess we'll just start at one. So uh, at number one, my yeah. guy, we have Mookie Betts, another position change. We had Bryce Harper last week, and now we have Mookie Betts as a second baseman. How about that? Now, he played some second base last year, but he's more of a super utility guy, you could say. He played right field and second base, and uh, I think he had a couple starts at shortstop as well, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He um, sure did. Yeah, so more than very, a couple, actually. Yeah, very interesting. He's got the positional versatility, but they've kind of locked him in as a second baseman. So, uh, Nick, I know this is your guy, so what do you think about that? Uh, I love love Mookie Betts. Um, it, just like one of my favorite players in ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up his his splits to see exactly how many pos- or like games he played at shortstop. Um, but the the fact that he's a Gold Glove right fielder, arguably the best right fielder in the league, and they're like it. 
would technically be displacing someone like a position change like there it's this big deal it completely affects their their future whatever i'm not concerned about mookie switching positions at all in fact i'm actually going to double down on this all right uh i i haven't pulled up 14 games at shortstop so smaller than i thought but still still he had 65 games at second 98 in right field um, but still, like compared to to right field, which is obviously his normal position, uh, that's a significant amount of games at second base. And obviously, he he did very very well. Uh, like he was one of the better defensive guys at second base, <laughs> which is kind of kind of crazy. Insane. Um, I'm gonna double down on this though. Mookie Betts will win the Gold Glove this year at second base. Ooh, okay. No doubt in my mind about it. And there's some great defenders at second base. Like it's not like first base where. It, there aren't really, you know, defensive guys. There are some studs defensively at second base. Even the guys that don't hit, Mookie's going to outshine them all. He's winning gold glove. Well, I tell you what, you know, the, the gold glove award isn't also also isn't entirely based on full, and that's why full that's why I'm I'm fine doubling down on it. <laughs> yes. So I also think he can be an elite defender. Will he be the best? And maybe the gold glove worthy candidate, maybe not, but because he's Mookie Betts and he'll be probably in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Right. I could see him getting that award. Um, but yeah, he's, he's not going to have any issue, issue at second base. He was great there last year when he played uh, and he's just going to get better as he gets more reps, I think. Um, so yeah, he's pretty clearly the number one after last year. Um, the n- clear number one to me before last year um, was Jose Altuve who comes in at number two for us. Um, yeah. and, and now with, with Mookie moving in, it makes it a lot harder. You can't really say that Altuve is better than Mookie Betts. So, um, but at number two, uh, Altuve still sits there, even though he he's getting into his thirties as well. He's had some injuries, but it hasn't slowed him down at all. Even he's though 34 he, dude. I know it's pretty, it's like pretty it's crazy. Nuts. It, it feels like he's been around for 30 years and yet he's only 34, but that's still technically getting older in baseball. So you know, whatever, yeah, but he, he was, ARP. <laughs> he was great in his uh, shortened season last year after he actually took an injury in the world baseball classic. But when he came back, I mean, it was unreal. He was business great. as usual, business as usual. Great all year. Excellent in the playoffs. Nothing's different. He's still this good. So I don't see any reason to move him down. Uh, I was Besides actually Mookie. shocked. To, yeah. Well, that, that too. I was actually shocked to see how few war he had racked up in his career only 49.3 i would have thought for sure he's at like 60 at this point um yeah well he but, he had a slow start to his career like he definitely struggled to get out of the gate but yeah i mean i get what you're not saying. really <laughs> i mean maybe power wise yeah, yeah like yeah. His, his power came later wink wink nudge nudge um <laughs> but like i mean his first full season he hit 290 with a 740 ops and then two years later, he had his first all all star appearance. Oh, sec, sorry, second all star appearance, but three forty one and eight thirty OPS. Like there that's, wasn't I tell you much what. of growing pains with Jose Altuve, and yeah, that was that, over ten years ago. Yeah, that twenty twenty is actually hurting him a lot because he was bad. So he had like he, he had, had like zero. Down. Yeah, he had like zero WAR. So that yeah. just like was basically a lost season. I mean, there's a lost season for a lot of guys, but also. You know, some guys got a, a, a good sample size from that. Got a good. Yeah, boost, I'll keep it but... short and sweet with Altuve. It's just like I'm going to keep him here until I have reason 
otherwise. Yeah. Until he's he's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Until he gets actually starts looking older. Yeah. Right. You and I had the same one, two, three, number three being Marcus Simeon, who Mm -hmm. we'll touch on here in a second. But like until Altuve sucks or there's a clear sign of regression or major injury or whatever, like he came back from injury and was just as good. Yeah. I mean, he looks identical, but he never slowed down. Right. So it's like, I can't. I can't. There's no injury concern because he came back and was as good as ever. So mm-hmm. it's like he he's he, you, there's a case for him to be number one. If you want to argue the sample size debate with Mookie Betts, I, I think it's kind of futile because like we have 65 games. Mookie Betts was excellent at second base. But like Altuve is very, very like top tier second baseman. So he, he's there until further notice. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and yes, uh, mentioning the, our number three choice is Marcus Simeon. I got to give us some credit victory lap because, baby because i tell you be what a big victory lap episode for me <laughs> it, like he had a good season last year a good season but everyone, everyone was writing was like, him off though yeah because he his everyone wasn't was. quite there and especially in the especially early in the year. year and we kept him up in our i think he was our third or fourth and it paid off Sounds i right. mean i he had a he had a over six f4 season he was just he was marcus simeon again and he played it he plays every day he gives you excellent defense and he gives you a good bat and his bat was better uh, this year than last year. So um, it was, it was, again, you know, it's one of those cases with the second year uh, come up where that's kind of been a thing with some of these free agents where they struggle initially and then they get it going. So Marcus yeah. Simeon right back in the three spot. And uh, he's going to be again, another guy who probably until further notice isn't going to be moving until he really shows another decline. But right yeah. now, yeah, yeah, I'm great having him at number three. And when we touch on shortstops, we're going to touch on like three or four guys that have gone through this. And it's something you and I have talked about a lot. That second year bump is a real, real thing. It is. I mean, we've we've been talking about this for like the last three years at this point. Yeah. And it's 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 whole, it's held true. So, um, yes, Semyon yeah. was excellent. Uh, I have no doubts that. Yeah, he's entering age 33. So there's going to be a natural decline. But I, I don't think at least on the front half of that deal that it's going to turn into an albatross. I think that, I mean, they won the world series. Like it's kind of the Patrick yeah, Corbin at this thing. point. Like, they already, they already it, won, it's house so. money at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to say this and I'll move on. Cause I know we're on a time crunch. Otherwise I would go on a long rant about it. The Rangers signed both Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon at a time they had lost over a hundred games. And now they were two and three in MVP voting last year in route to a world series championship. You do not have to be an established team to go spend money. You can just go do it. If you spend it wisely, it's going to pay off and no one's going to remember the bad contracts you gave out. No yeah. one remembers John Gray or Cole Calhoun, who are also signed in the same office in <laughs> Texas. They're only talking about Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Yeah. yeah. No notes. I think you nailed it. Yeah. I will also bring it up when we talk about Corey Seager. So, you know, yeah, of I, course. I'll, I'll come back to it. All right. Moving on to number four, we get Cattell Marte. And this is where you and I kind of differed a little bit. Um, I had Cattell Marte at four. You had, oh, no, sorry. You had him at four. I had him at six. So, why are you high on Cattell Marte? I mean, <laughs> he's funny because, like, Every time he's, he's kind of hard to judge. Yeah, every time I'm high on him, he kind of disappoints me, and every time I'm low on, lower on him, he comes through. Like we were, we were yep. lower on him last year after he had struggled in a full season uh, in 2022, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we had we still had him in our top ten, so we we weren't completely out on him. But he was like number nine or number eight or something 
And then yep. he came out and had an insane season like he like we thought he was able to do. So um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll get burned again. But uh, again, I just I, I just really liked what I saw from him. I like the defensive improvement. He got back to being a slightly above average defender over there because he had really they moved him to center well, field. center field. Yeah, they did some weird stuff with him. And then they, they docked him back in at second base and it's kind of working out. So. Um, but the bat is obviously insane gap to gap power switch hitter. And he hit more homers last year. Uh, and in the playoffs, he was amazing. Uh, he might've been better than Corbin Carroll in the playoffs. I mean, he was, he was it gets extremely yeah. clutch and extremely uh, good for them. So um, if he has another season like this year, the D backs are going to be just fine. Trust me. Yeah. 140 games last year at second base. Whereas the year before I'm pulling it up right now, he had, my God, there's so many splits. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, 21, like said, they played him in center a lot. I know. Yeah, I'm trying. Kind of weird. So <laughs> many stats. I'm like losing my spot. But yeah, it, it's just the, the the consistency. Oh, here we go. Oh, he was hurt a lot in 2022. But anyways, um, yeah, the consistency is a real thing. I, I talked about the displacement with Mookie and how I don't think it'll affect him. It, it doesn't mean like. It's moving positions. It's not a big deal. That's why guys like Ben Zobris, Chris Taylor, you know, some of the other Swiss Army knives, they get such big contracts, even though they're not like world beaters, MVP candidates, because it's so rare to find a guy that can play multiple positions at a high level, even two positions at a high level, yeah. let alone three, four. Some of these guys are playing. Um, so Cattell Marte, while possibly athletic enough to play center field, he was not a center fielder. He clearly wasn't comfortable in center field. Now that he's back to playing his natural position, um, and obviously having some more support around him with Corbin Carroll, uh, Geraldo Pordomo had a, a good season, and obviously that's his middle infield uh, teammate. Like you, you just saw him really settle in and be the guy who we always thought was there. We just, you know, like you said, had ups and downs with Cattell Marte. But like for me, he's comfortably going to sit in this four to seven range. Um, as high as four, obviously as low as seven, depending on what some of the other guys do. But like an 800 OPS is kind of where I see him at. And honestly, that that's not really, you know, a, a take because his career OPS is a 798. And so it's like you got to take the good with the bad sometimes because it's not necessarily a linear thing or, you know, a consistent thing. But when Cattell Marte is on, like he he's one of the best second basemen in baseball. So I think it's it's fitting that he comes in at number four in our list. Uh, moving on to number five, we have honestly another guy that's incredibly difficult to rank, and it yeah, kind of just no, depends yeah. what your preferences in a lot of uh, in a lot of respects. Luis Arise comes in at number five on our list. I had him looking at this. Oh, we both have him at five. Okay, so we were in agreement on that. Part of me wants to put a Luis Arise higher. I because I think it's I I want to put stock into the tough out thing and how much of a pain he is to pitch to, yeah. which you, you you don't quantify in paper. Yeah, you can look at you know the batting average or strikeout percentage or walk percentage or whatever. Uh, I mean, he didn't walk a lot, but like you can look at all those advanced stats, but that truly doesn't tell the picture of how annoying this guy must be to face. And he's only 26 or entering um, age 27, but like, I, I, I just, it, it's crazy because he was really, really good in 2022. Then there's the, the kind of win-win trade with the twins for pa Pablo Lopez and he becomes otherworldly 
like something we haven't seen in forever. Like there was talks about him potentially hitting 400 for a while. And obviously that wasn't sustainable, but like hitting 354 is nothing to, to, you know, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Not, not bad at all. So yeah, he doesn't hit for power. Yeah. He doesn't steal a lot of bases. Yeah. He's not the best defensively. He's a good defender, but he's not the best defensively, but like he might be, top five like most dangerous hitters in baseball not in terms of power but just like a guy you don't want to face i can see where you're coming from there from a pitcher's perspective like yeah the the guy you circle like this guy's gonna be the toughest out for different reasons yeah Yeah. um i actually disagree i I think he's not a good defender at all um it's kind of like that was my issue with him was that his defense is worse than all the other guys in this list Um, but I will say, (laughs) I mean, he hit 354. So it was like, right. I'm kind of like in this weird mode where he ends up at five, but I could put him at three or I could put him at eight. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, cause I do think second base and you need to have some kind of defensive value, but, um, man, I mean, they're trying to play him at first base too. Like he's obviously not a second baseman, but it's, it's weird to DH him because he doesn't hit for that much power. So I don't know, weird, weird player, definitely tough to rank, obviously has to be up here because he had such a ridiculous uh, contact hitting season that we haven't seen since basically Tony Gwynn. Uh, so right. um, using that Tony Gwynn approach. Um, but so I, I <laughs> it's tough, but I, yeah, I think I don't have any issue with him at five, but I wouldn't have any issue at eight or I wouldn't have any issue at three. It just kind of depends on, the perspective you take with him. Um, but yeah, uh, he's still an, he's an amazing player. And yes, honestly, I got to agree with what you're saying. Might be one of the most annoying outs to get involved, yeah. if not the most annoying. Yeah. Let me qualify my statement. He's not a good defender. He's an adequate defender. Uh, that might be a better way to put it. Cause he was actually better statistically than Cattell Marte at second base for what it's worth. I don't think either of them are like great, but I, I I think he can did play he, second base. How, how much did he DH last year? Does it say Rice? Yeah, that's a good question. I will pull that up while or play first me. base because I feel like I uh, his defensive value was pretty low. But if he if he did uh, DH, according some, yeah. to I'm looking at the site with like all the defensive uh, stuff, it says he has 134 games played at second base. Okay, Fangraphs just did not like him, I guess, on defense. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, yeah, I, I'm not hitching my wagon to the Luis Arias is a good defender argument. I just think like he was fine. Yeah. And then and the I know is... how I'm, I'm kind of like backtracking, but good was a little bit aggressive. Yeah. I, I guess what very excited. It's still kind of accurate. What I said about he's worse than a, a lot of other guys in this list, but that that's I get, fair. Yeah, I get what but it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. There's a lot of good defenders on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we're going to rattle off six through 10 here and kind of talk about them all at once uh number six on our list we did not forget him unlike some other notable outlets ozzy albies uh comes in at number six and i think there's an argument for a uh, top five ranking for ozzy albies mm-hmm. for sure uh Ha-Sung kim comes in at number seven andres jimenez number eight nico horner which is another uh victory lap for us comes in at number nine and bryson stott comes in at number 10 so of the six through ten trey who stands out to you the most uh, for me, it's Andres Jimenez, and I think I wanted to talk about him because I think 
me you were high I, on him last I, year. I'll go, I'll, I'll call myself out that it was kind of my call to get him so high in the rankings last year. <laughs> and I was, was uh, I was overzealous. Uh, there were warning signs there that I should have looked at and I just wanted to ignore them because he was still such put a up a 5.3 war though. It's not he, like he was terrible. No, he was excellent. But uh, you know, I, I should have seen the, the, the issues with, a, he wasn't going to hit 141 WRC plus again. I should have saw that. And then in the numbers, uh, he, he had an inflated on base percentage from being hit by so many pitches. Um, and I kind of just ignored that because I just really like watching him play. But um, he still he still retains the top 10 spot because his defense is unreal. And I still mm-hmm. think he I don't think and I, I think, you know, he's probably a, a true 115, 120 WRC plus kind of guy. Um, I think he does have power that he didn't tap into as much last year that he did tap into the previous year. And I think somewhere in the middle is probably where he's, his true potential is. Um, so if, if he can put up, you know, 110, 115 WRC plus with his defense, he will be an excellent player once again. You know, it's funny. It's like, yeah, you mentioned his hit by pitches last year. He had 20 or sorry, uh, hit by pitches in 2022. He had 20 last year, which is only five. Again? <laughs> like dude just gets hit by pitches. Yeah, he just, he's, uh, he's hanging in there. Yeah. So if you kind of like average the last two years, you're looking at like a 270, 340, you know, 420 slug. So around like a, you know, high 700 OPS. Yeah. And that's you know, 110, 115. That. Yeah. With that defense, like, yeah, he's a top seven second baseman so i don't think you were wrong for that i think you were just a little little too eager too overhyped and i (laughs) I he had a great 2022 like it was excellent you can't you can't really sugarcoat it there was at least a reasonable right reason for him to get (laughs) reasonable reason reasonable reason for him to get that high but yes i was a little bit uh too excited (laughs) yeah um I, i really don't disagree with you i think yeah, he definitely had a crashing down to earth or like a comeback down to earth uh, season in 2023. But I think it'll kind of even out. He was only 24. Like, mm-hmm. I think you, the consistency doesn't really start to kick in for a lot of guys until like 26, 27. Um, so I, I think he'll get there and I'm not too concerned about him. There's other guys like, you know, Bryson Stott. I don't know how sticky he is as a top 10 second baseman, especially with all the talent at the position. Guys like Zach Geloff, who only played sec or like a, a, the second half of the season. Yeah. Um, Matt or McClain. Matt McClain. Yeah. Like guys like that, I could easily see knocking off a few guys on this list. Uh, but Andres Jimenez feels like he has a little bit of staying power for me. Ozzy Albies. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how the, the other guys. I'd like to see Nico's an interesting one because he's a really, 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 really good second baseman as well, like defensively. Um, I would like to see the offensive numbers kind of increase, which I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I think that... And and he's not bad. It's just like there's a little bit left to be desired when you're thinking top 10. I'm not sure that he will be more than like a just slightly above average hitter in his career. He hasn't really shown. But if any he hits two eighty in the yeah, three forty no, OBP, it's he like, is great. And I and like, right. I'm just saying, I don't know how much he can move up until he shows that offensive potential. Still a young guy, still could t- totally do it. Um, I just don't right. know if he's ever going to have the power to really, yeah, progress that. But um, defensively, he's another unbelievable. That middle infield is crazy. We'll get to the other he guy. could arguably the be the best defensive shortstop. If uh, yeah, he, for he was a shortstop until they until they signed Dansby, who we will get yeah. to in the shortstop rankings. But yeah, I think uh, that number ten spot on the second baseman 
list is very interchangeable. And it could change next week. It, it could. And honestly, yeah, because I, I was looking at Stott too, and he's an, he's another great defender. As a lot of these really good defenders, we just need to see one of them break out with the bat a little bit yeah. at that spot, and then we can kind of definitively lock that in. Yep. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So, all right, let's move on to our shortstop rankings. Uh, we're going to do the same order, one through five, go in a little bit more detail, and then talk about six through ten um, as a whole. Number one on our list is the aforementioned Corey Seager. Let me just roll out the um, red carpet for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank not only God, but Jesus uh, for this. <laughs> um, listen, Corey Seager, all the signs were there. It was just, could he stay healthy? Could he stay healthy? And he stayed healthy enough. He cut it close. Yeah, he, he wasn't even fully healthy, and he still was the best wrestler. <laughs> right. He, he, he definitely cut it close. But, I mean, OPS – over a thousand 390 on base 33 home runs in what was it 120 games yeah something like that uh it was yeah 119 like he was otherworldly obviously his second world series mvp damn near his first mvp if it weren't for you know a unicorn named shohei otani um and it would have been an absolutely crazy victory lap had he beaten shohei otani uh for that mvp award um but yeah, I, I love Corey Seager. Speaking of second-year bumps, that's going to be a recurring theme throughout this this ranking, let alone this show as a whole uh, as we proceed through ranking season. But, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy that the Dodgers, with all of their money and all of the, the things at their disposal, didn't retain this guy. Maybe it was just because they didn't think he would stay healthy, which is I think is a legitimate um, argument. And, you know, the, the Rangers, he was healthy in 2022, but the Rangers are already starting to see some of that injury concern. But they won the World Series. He was top two in MVP voting, World Series MVP. It's house money at this point. Corey Seager is the absolute best shortstop in baseball right now. Yeah, it's just health. That's the only the thing. Yeah. It's if, if he's on the field, I don't see. There's no other knock to his game. No. Uh, yeah, I mean. He and the only knock that you could have made was maybe defensively before, but he's made him he got better. He's yeah. way better now. And yeah. I don't think you can argue with that anymore. So um, I think everything you said is right. If he stays on the field, this guy's going to end up in the Hall of Fame one day. He had a 170 OPS plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then he goes in the playoff. We didn't even get to that. He goes yeah. in the playoffs and just, Let me I mean, you said the World Series guys. MVP, but let's, I mean, dude that that, that kind of <laughs> buries the lead a little bit yeah but i mean he was unreal in the playoffs yeah 11 37 ops yeah. in the world series you're not supposed Fun to stuff. do that 
no it's not it's not supposed to look that easy no i mean so yeah i'm i'm totally with you see number one can't deny it yeah love love me some Corey Seager. all right number two enter francisco lindor who maybe it's just the mets with all of the hype and then they kind of sold at the deadline and fell into nothingness um Lindor kind of seems overlooked, underrated in some respect, which is kind of crazy because he had a that's quiet, you, great season. Right. That's that. how you felt about him in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then he goes at the Mets. You think bright lights, big city. And for a while there it was. But again, I, I guess it's just part of the team he plays on, like as currently constructed. But Lindor is still a top, top shortstop and second year bump like 2021 really sucked. And I think a lot of like public perception is still latching to that 2021 season where he, he, he did struggle, but then there's that second year bump, second year, right? bump, another one, every yeah, single yeah. time. And then, and then there was a second, second year bump, which we saw last year and he was even better mm-hmm. than what he was in 2022. So like, and people also forget he reset. He was the first one to get that contract and kind of reset the shortstop market. And I, I think he's going to live up to that just fine because there's no real weakness to to this game. He might not be hitting like 40 bombs like some of the other guys on this list or, you know, he, he plays great defense. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to to diminish that, but like with the talent at the position, you know, there's some really, really good defenders at shortstop. So maybe Lindor gets overlooked in that regard, but like he does everything well. And, you know, again, he he's in that, uh, that Altuve category. It's like until he shows me something over an extended period of time that says like hey you shouldn't have him this high he's going to stay this high for me yeah i'm with you um <laughs> it, it was a quiet great season because like you said after that deadline i swear no one cared about the mets yeah uh, except for maybe like the pete alonzo trade rumors but then you right. look at the numbers and you're like okay here's lindor um another insane season for him um and i just <laughs> that's second it's second year bump every time i mean it's like every it's time literally it's undefeated every time. i i don't i don't get it but uh and here the nats are giving out one year deals so we never see this year see bump. yeah um but yeah lindor also switch hitter i always forget that and then he me too is hitting right-handed and hits a bomb off patrick corbin or something and i'm like oh yeah he can do that too <laughs> oh yeah uh, there's that so yeah and um, i mean he's just he's just a consistently great player and probably will be for years to come. I don't see any reason why he'd slow down. Again, that t- the beginning of the 2021 season was kind of his like slump, if you will. It wasn't even that bad. And then uh, he's right back to it. So, um, yeah, no, him at two makes a lot of sense. And I don't think he's going to be moving out of that top three for a while until, like you said, he shows something different. Especially, and we'll, we'll talk about it mainly with the six through ten, there's a lot of guys with the arrow trending down as opposed to trending up. So yeah. Like, and Lindor is comp- just steady, right? The competition we thought would be there has either like moved positions like Fernando Tatis, or they're just struggling right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if they get a second year bump. Um, number three in our list is where you and I disagree. And I think you and I will disagree on our kind of profile evaluation of him as well. Dansby Swanson comes in at number three. You had him three. I had him four because like, I can't deny how great he is defensively, but I'll, I'll just say this and I'll leave it to you. I, I still do think he's overrated um, in, in some respects. I, I think like if, if you were doing this tier based rankings, like he's not, I have no inclination to put him top tier. Th- that That's just me. 
Um, I would still take a guy like Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts or, you know, you know, some of these other guys that we'll talk about over him, even though in my rankings right now, I have Dansby ahead of them. I think that's fair. Uh, for me, second year bump, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's year true. Last year, I can't be was, a hypocrite about it. pretty good. And then, you know, maybe he'll get that second year bump. Um, the, the thing with, with Swanson is he doesn't, I don't think he needs to be, he's such an elite defender at this point that I don't think he needs to be, a great hitter. He just needs to put up above average hitting numbers. And he did technically last year, he was more of like baseline average. Um, mm-hmm. But if he can, get, I think he, I think he'll probably get back to that 110, 115 WRC plus with his elite defense. And he's a, he's, he's a good base runner. He doesn't, doesn't get a ton of credit for, for being a good base runner, but he is. Um, and that's something that you should consider with him. Um, but uh yeah, no, I don't have any issue with him at four. Or, and I, th- I think I think what you're saying has some merit with Bogarts or Turner um, because, yeah. well, again, another two two second year bump guys uh, there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah no, I just I just really liked what I saw from Swanson in terms of uh, his plate discipline. He actually really improved his chase and his, his plate discipline. He, he walked more. And I, I like that going forward as something that, that if he can continue to do that, he's going to see better results with the bat. Um, so that's why I kind of have him there. But it's really interchangeable with those guys at this point. I don't I wouldn't have any issue with Turner at three because he had a great end of the year going into this second year bump. So I could see him having a huge season, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk more about him. I mean, I, I just like I, I hear you. I don't think he's truly a 115 ops plus kind of guy i think he's close to 100 i mean that's fair like throughout his career he's Mm -hmm. only had three if you want to throw let's just throw out 2016 because he only played 38 games um like he only had two seasons of the what seven with an ops above 99 and one of those seasons was the 2020 season where he only played 60 games. So 2022, it was a great time to do it, a walk year, right? Which, which was arguably his best season. I just didn't think that's who he was. And I'm kind of sticking to that, not uh, out of ignorance or stubbornness, but like a lot of the, the numbers are the same. The batting average took a big dip. He's still great defensively. Can't deny that. I just don't think there's that next level to his game. So it's like that 2022 season's the best in my mind, it's going to get, I could be proven wrong and we'll see what the second year bump has in store. I just don't see him as that top tier guy. I just never have. So maybe there is a little bit of, of stubbornness in there. I think he's just been a really good, but not great shortstop, but that's just me. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Um, Trey Turner is a number four, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, he had, he struggled initially in Philly. And then they gave him a, they clapped for him. They clapped for a player one for once instead <laughs> yeah. of booing one. And he got better. Literally boosted his ego. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he, he finished the year with decent numbers because it wasn't looking good. It was actually looking real bad for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so he salvaged that, the season. He's, big he's time definitely sure. salvaged it. And he, and he did well in the playoffs. And then, uh, yeah, we got second year bump coming again. And, you know, that confidence boost, that momentum heading into the off season, you might see a big season from Trey Turner and uh, yeah, I'm, you know, he's a Philly, so I hate it, but I'm also, I'm excited about it. I love Trey Turner. So yeah, this is the one 
it's 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 kind of annoying but like i think he'll i think he'll be pretty good this is the one i will hitch my wagon to like i i fully expect the 2023 trey turner to be like the worst year out of his like 10-year prime like yeah without a doubt yeah um i i fully expect uh um, at least a mid 800s ops like back to the 300 hitter we've known for basically his entire career. Uh, I'm sure the stolen bases will stay about the same because obviously the rules are a little bit more lax, but he's getting a little bit older. He's still going to steal some bases. The power has gotten better with time. Um, I, I just, I think he is so freaking good and I'm just going to chalk this up to new situation. Got to get settled and the second year bump is really going to, I, I guess, like have another champion, so to speak, of like, hey, just s- s- grin and bear that first year. The second year will be worth it. And I think we're in store for that with Trey Turner. Like I am buying as much Trey Turner stock as humanly possible right now. I'm big Trey Turner fan. Yeah, I mean, it's worth noting he came in first last year on our list. So he did. obviously he's that Got that kind of guy he, he can is get that back dude. into that top three he's that dude he'd get back in that top three with a, with a big season i definitely agree uh, and then at number five we have mr xander bogarts who had another xander bogarts-esque season he just was really solid again he does it every year and he did it for a new team and uh i i can't see him really doing much different he's he's kind of a guy where i don't know if his ceiling is like super high but you don't need it because he's going to put up four f4 every year and like, are you going to not take that? No, you're going to take that. So uh, he was really good. And he, he actually, he finished the year strong as well. Uh, Cause he had a little slump in the middle of the year, got it going, going into the off season, good momentum, second year guy again uh, for, on his free agent contract. Um, and his defense has improved. So that's, that's big time. That's, that's going to keep him as a shortstop for longer. Uh, so that they'll get more value out of that contract because of that. But yeah, no, Bogarts at five uh, is totally fine with me. Yeah, that's kind of where I had him. Uh, I had him six, so just slightly below. I, there's another guy I will uh, talk about here where uh, – actually, I, did I have him at three? I, I mixed up our rankings. Anyways, I had him <laughs> about the same. Um, yeah, I, I'm not as high on Bogarts as Trey Turner, but I fully expect a second-year bump. Um, so – it's kind of just like a wait and see for me. I'm not going to overreact to what was, I think in a lot of people's minds, kind of a disappointing year one in San Diego. I mean, they're blowing it up, right? They basically got rid of the entire pitching staff, traded Juan Soto. And I think in large part because their plan wasn't working. Machado was, was fine. Tatis was, was great. Albeit like a little off the field stuff and Bogart's kind of disappointed. Um, so it's wait and see for me with Bogarts, but I'm not panicking just yet. Yeah, and then and the final numbers ended up okay. He just he he kind of yeah he got hot at right at the end, so it looks a little skewed. Salvaged the season. Yeah, you know, salvaged like season. Turner did. Yeah, he did. Um, so yeah. he should be good going forward, I think. Yeah. All right, let's rattle off six through ten as we wrap up this episode. Number six, we have Bo Bichette. Number seven, Bobby Witt Jr. Number eight, J.P. Crawford. Number nine, Carlos Correa. 
And number 10, Willie Adamas. I do want to just little editorial note that we consider Gunnar Henderson a third baseman. So I Correct, imagine yeah. both. Yeah, I'm not sure what I, they're doing yet, but. Right, yeah. right. So for now, we will keep him at third base until there's more of an official position change. Um, so that's why you don't see Gunnar on a shortstop list. But for me, it, it's kind of easy uh, when I'm looking at six through 10. There's arrow up and there's arrow down. Uh, Bo Bichette, Bobby Witt, arrow definitely pointing up. J.P. Crawford arrow pointing up but i want to see more of it a little Mm -hmm. bit more consistency as opposed to right now what is a one-year wonder and then carlos correa is hanging on through name recognition alone yeah essentially because yeah if you threw out if he had never made a postseason in his life he would not be anywhere close to like the top 20 right now so i'm trying to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt but like we need to see something that carlos correa is that player that earned you know 300 million dollar contracts from three different teams yeah and more importantly Um, that he's healthy yeah and same thing with with willie adonis like i i still am a willie adonis fan but he struggled last year so it's kind of figuring out who the real willie adonis is and is he going to be replaced by some of these younger guys you know obviously um first name that comes to mind and obviously he needs to to really improve but like ellie de la cruz or Mm -hmm. o'neill cruz now that he's healthy or like some of these you know, young guys that are really up and coming, like, are they going to pass Willie Domus and Carlos Correa? Like right now I would say yes, just based on the recent trends, but guys like Bo Bichette, Bobby Witt, I am perfectly fine with, I think the top five is like really tough to crack, but they would certainly be the first two I would bet on to do so, especially Bobby Witt. Yeah. And then JP Crawford, um, shout out to Ryan at We Are All Shack on, on Twitter. He compared CJ Abrams to JP Crawford at the start of last year, and now it's looking like a great comp. So I'm hoping CJ Abrams follows that JP Crawford track and kind of like really steps up his game. So, um, yeah, I'm cool with JP Crawford right now as well. Yeah, no, I think, uh, the guy that's most likely, you were right, Bobby Witt is the most likely to crack this top five. Because he had uh, a ridiculous season last year. He was exceptional. It's just, yeah, is he going to do it again? If he does it, if he does that again, firmly in the top five, maybe even in the top three. He made Team USA as a 22 year old. Yeah, he was unbelievable last year. So um, he's definitely on the come up. JP Crawford is interesting um, because he had a really, really good hitting season. And it wasn't, he didn't do that much different. Uh, the one thing he changed was that he started to pull the baseball. Um, so Shocker how that's a, a theme for success. Yeah, if you look at his savant chart from last year compared to his previous years, you're going to notice right away that he was he was aiming for the pull side. All Every homer he hit was a pull side homer. All 19 of them were pull side homers. So he, if he also continues walked that, a lot more. Yes, he's an, his plate discipline is his best mm-hmm. attribute. He doesn't have that much raw power but if he can continue to keep pulling the ball in the air like he did last year he'll be able to overperform his expected stats um but he has to continue to do that uh judging by his chart though he looked like he got used to doing it pretty quickly and had an amazing season um so uh yeah he's he's in, he's probably one of the more interesting guys on our list yeah this episode just to see where he goes yep Absolutely. Um, and then just a, a quick shout out to uh, I don't mean to to overlook Boba Shett. I think Boba Shett is exceptional as well. Yeah, can, great uh, consistency. That's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it's just for Boba Shett, And I think Vladdy and some of the other guys kind of fall into this category, too. It's like, 
all right, let's make sure you are who you are outside of that minor league park in Florida, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one more year, Bobochette will kind of really solidify him as one of the game's best. Um, so even though he comes in at six, it doesn't mean he's like a tier below guys like Turner or Bogarts. Um, but just a, a quick honorable mention as we wrap up, CJ Abrams. You had hey. him at 10, and I absolutely love that. And um, I, I couldn't put him there because I, I think – there's that consistency factor, but if we're just using the second half of 2023, CJ Abrams is like top five for me, which I am as far <laughs> as I'm concerned uh, before he started yeah. hitting lead off doesn't count. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to obviously talk about CJ a ton this year because we're not yeah. space channel and we love him. So we will definitely be talking about him, but man, if that second half is any indication of what's to come, even if it's just close, I mean, he like, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, defensively too, he was so much better he, in second. He was half. better in every single aspect. It's not like he was a different player. That's why I don't even, I don't even consider the, the point in time when he was hitting ninth. Ninth, he was hitting ninth. Yeah. Okay, let's stop yeah. before I get mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a Davey Martinez special, but yeah, if he can. They let go him cook the, and he cooked. Wow. Right. If Shocker. but it, and if he can go to that JP Crawford school of plate discipline and increase his walks and just keep his power the same. I don't need you to hit 30 home runs. I just need you to walk a little bit more. Yeah, stay get on at, base stay and steal the bases. <laughs> stay stay around the 20 number. That's perfectly fine. Just walk a little bit more, have a little bit more plate discipline, be a little bit more selective at the pitches you swing at, and your numbers are going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. I truly believe he he is on the way up. All in on CJ Abrams. Yeah, and his his ceiling is so high with his power he, speed combo. Uh, uh, it's an athletic freak. It's insane. So I, I he doesn't he, he if he reaches seventy percent of that ceiling, he's probably an all star caliber player. So he's also stealing seventy bags next year. But yeah, I you know what 60, 70, maybe eighty. I, I the because his pace in the second half. Yeah, I mean we we know y'all know yeah. that we love him so. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it there. <laughs> All right. We appreciate guys listening. I know it was a lot for one episode. We just wanted to make sure we were staying on track because we're going to knock through these rankings and then dive into kind of the division preview, the season preview, all the, the great stuff that uh, leads up to obviously opening day. We'll, we'll touch on some spring training, some free agency like recap and, and wind down as uh, the last couple big name free agents sign. Um, and some of the the news that's going around baseball, but we appreciate listening. Next episode will be ranking third baseman, which is a, a good one as well. So be sure uh, to follow us in the meantime, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't care uh, at the coach moves at reverse two R's two S's and uh, the show at district BSB. Be sure to check us out on TikTok at district baseball, all spelled out great channel, lots of good content. And of course, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. That's where we're mainly doing this show. So if you're listening on the audio forms, be sure to check us out on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube, we appreciate you. Just make sure you are subscribed as well. So that way you get all the latest episodes and shorts as well. Trey, my friend, I appreciate you doing this. And I will catch you next time. See ya.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.